Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. So this week of the podcast, my guest is Amber. Amber is an amazing individual. I loved our conversation. She was so energetic and bubbly. And Amber has an amazing story to tell about how she found God through church and through love. Now, I met Amber on a Facebook group called Need a Guest, Find a Guest. And Amber was one of the people that responded to one of my posts about needing a guest for the show. And she was an awesome guest. I loved her story, her energy, her personality. It was all super amazing. And I know you guys are going to enjoy everything that she has to say and how she was able to find God and what she's learned through this journey and through this process of finding God in love. So without further ado, here's the interview that I did with Amber about how she found God. Hello, Amber. How are you doing today? I am blessed. Thank you for asking. How are you? I am doing awesome. And thank you so much for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. I am super excited to hear your story. Uh, I'm super excited to be here. And thank you so much for having me. You are more than welcome. So let me just ask you the first question I ask everybody. What was your childhood like? Uh, my childhood, like growing up was really awesome. So I was raised by my mom and my stepfather. Um, we were in Connecticut and I have two siblings and I'm actually the oldest. (laughs) (laughs) So I've always had that mothering spirit in me, which was absolutely amazing. Um, I come from a side of family, very family oriented. So my mom, she went all out for birthdays. You name it from Chuck E. Cheese. to DZ Discovery Zone. So we were definitely party people. And also I grew up in the church. Um, my What I loved about my mom was because my mom, they spent hours at church. My mom really left it up to us. So I was part of the choir. Yeah. I did plays as a child, but she, and we would go on Sundays, but she really allowed us to have flexibility. And as we got older, it was our decision if we wanted to go. And I truly appreciate that. So I had a very fun, loving um, family childhood. And it, it's just, it was awesome. That sounds amazing. Now you are the first person who I heard say that you had, you know, as you got older, there was some flexibility. You had a choice whether you wanted to go or not. I think that's awesome because the majority of us were just like, well, hey, there was no choice. <laughs> like, you're living <laughs> in my house, you would definitely be going to church. But I'm like, right. That. So I tell think, me, 
I think it's because like my mom had to force it and she didn't want it to be like that for us, which was so appreciative because we actually loved it more. Yeah, and I can see why, because it's different when you're forced to do something, whether, you know, rather than it's something you actually want to do. So tell me a little bit about what it was church was like for you growing up. What was something about church that always resonated with you, something that always intrigued you? What was it about church that you liked? Oh, absolutely. I first I would uh, watch just the church service, but my grandfather was actually the pastor. So I looked up to my grandfather. So that was automatically he was such a great grandfather. So when he became the pastor, my grandmother, first lady, the first reference was like, wow, this is important. And people were just really so nice because I was the grandchild. They were so nice to us. So after a little while, I had some talents and um they were like you know amber you should utilize your talents so i remember actually having fun because i started being in plays and then i started singing in the choir when i was younger so it took me out of my shell so those are some of like the most memorable memories and for me too oh my goodness we used to have food Sometimes after church, we would go in the basement and we would eat. So, and that's where I got a lot. That's where I went every Sunday. So I had a lot. I started developing friendships. So for me, it was the friendship. It was family. My, my grandfather is pastoring. And then it was also fun for me too, because I got to sing in the choir. And then I also got to be in plays. So it, it was a great experience. That sounds amazing. So tell me, was there anything about God that intrigued you or resonated with you even at that young age? Absolutely. Oh, my grandma, um, God rest her soul, was just very awesome. And she always talked about the foundation of God. I mean, <laughs> we, we before we go to the store, my grandma would pray over us. <laughs> for like wait for like an hour and we'd be like grandma we're just going to the corner store and she would like really pray and talk about the raw but it was it was all loving so when <laughs> so my my first reference to him was like okay god is is pretty important but just yeah. hearing what my grandfather said about god and that really structured our life and how close we were as a family and he said it's because um and now i couldn't articulate it when I was younger, but second Corinthians 13 was very important that that love is patient, that love is kind. And we were taught that to exemplify that to our family and our friends and our loved ones. And that for me was very pivotal. It was the love, the love that we got from my family, the love that we got from the church member, the, the friends, and just being, having that patience, having that kindness, not being boastful, not doesn't keep no track of wrongdoing. That was pivotal for me. Wow. And it's amazing that even as a child, you understood that verse, you understood what it meant, but it's probably because you saw a model for you with your grandparents and your parents that you were able to pick up on that at such a young age. That is awesome. Yes. It, it, like I said, and it's, it's the foundation of everything. And as of course I got older, like I really understood it, but there was a lot, a lot of love. That is amazing. So tell me a little bit about once you got older. Could you say when you got older, you could choose wherever you wanted to go. So what choice did you make? Did you go sometime? Did you go all the time? Like, tell me a little bit about your adolescence and how that played into your life. 
Right. Great question. So I think if you grow in church, I think it's a period. I've talked to so many people where you step away from church because you're trying to figure out who you are. So God was always the foundation, but here's the kicker again. I was never, I was never saved and baptized at that time. I was Christian when I was younger, but during adolescence, I was going through a lot of, a lot of things and a lot of changes in my body where I didn't understand. So I always was like, God, this, but I was still doing my own thing, not necessarily bad things, but just what teenagers do. So, um, not getting drunk, but just drinking like partying, but when I would party, I would, they'd be like, Irma, go ahead and pray. We're about to have a good time tonight. So, but like, go ahead and pray before we, we get, we take this shot or we get on the highway. So he was still there in my life, but not where I needed it to be. So that's, that was pretty much my adolescent period. And I will go sometimes too. I'll go to church, mm-hmm. but I had the flexibility. So I would always go. Um, and at that time, probably from like 17 to 20, you know, I would go at least once a month. And mm-hmm. then as I got into like my 20s and I went to college he was there too but still kind of the same thing but I always went to church you know once once a month and then there was um some issues that happened at my church I was like okay but I tell you everywhere I went oh my goodness especially into like 2021 People would talk about God all the time. I could be at the car dealership. Somebody talk about Jesus. I'd be at the grocery store. Somebody talk about Jesus. And I kept saying at that time, I didn't really understand. And even my coworker, Vivian, God bless her. And she was like, Amber, you don't have to be perfect. It's not meant for you. You need him right now. And I was just like, oh, I got to stop this. And she was like, that will come. Just give your life to God. So she framed, I got that at work, but I tell you, I couldn't escape God. And I was like, okay. I was like, God, I know that you want me you've been the foundation but I keep hearing you everywhere I go someone's talking about you so let me let me get together so I joined um I decided to join Church on the Rock at that time and I decided when I was uh 24 to get saved um and not it was pivotal because it was for my sister and me so my sister was there she also got saved as well and from that moment that really changed the trajectory um, of just, you know, praying more and not going out as much. And then I had a new church home. Yeah. Um, that, and, and, and from there, it's just life started changing in such a better way. And I think just having that time when I got back and then I started going to church regularly when, once I joined that church, it was really amazing how good God is. You have said a lot that I want to talk about. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to talk a little bit about when you were talking about how you were a teenager and how you were praying before you took shots and pray before you were on, got back on the road or whatever. <laughs> and I, but you know, the crazy thing about it is like, I totally understand that idea because I know when I was going through my adolescence and in college and stuff, and I was going to clubs and stuff, I would literally pray before I went in, pray when I left. And I think it's important to bring that out because a lot of people think, that it's not okay to pray if you're not doing the right thing or not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I always tell people that God sees what you're doing. He already knows. So it's not wrong if you pray and you ask God for help. And it was nice to hear you mention that you would pray even when you were doing things you knew you probably shouldn't do because it lets you know that, you know, God hears you regardless of what you're doing. And I also right. like how it ties into what you're saying. Your coworker was telling you, you don't have to be perfect because I think that's the mistake a lot of us make. It's like you think, oh, we have to be perfect before we come to God. We can't pray unless we're like 
in a perfect situation and we have to be doing this we have to be doing that and i love that she told you you don't have to be perfect it's not like that you can come to god while you are not perfect so yes i just love how that came out in your story yeah, I'm I'm glad she said it because he actually wants to go. He actually wants us to come to us when we are messy because he's gonna help. <laughs> and yes. everybody's journey is different, right? But he'll start slowly working on you and convicting you and letting you know what is wrong is right. And I didn't understand that, but see how now that was two decades ago, and I still remember it because I was like, she was so right. <laughs> Absolutely, she was. So you mentioned you went to this new church and you got saved, you and your sister, and how your life changed and you took a different trajectory. I do want to talk about that, but I just thought of something else I wanted to ask you. You mentioned something about the other church you used to go to and how things got kind of messy or whatever. If you don't mind sharing, like what happened over there and how did that affect you? Absolutely. Um, so for my grandfather, there was um now mind you, he was a pastor, so there was disagreements, and I don't know like all, the whole story of what happened but what I do know is people's attitudes towards my grandfather not necessarily towards us started changing and not showing up negativity and negative talk against my grandfather and our family um for what they believed and that you see at that time for me I just knew I was like, that's wrong for people to treat you that way when you don't know the whole story. And another thing is like, again, it wasn't, I appreciate them because it was never directed at me. Like no one ever back talks to me or anything, but I saw how it affected my grandparents, which affected me. And I said, you know, I just like, I'm going to, but my grandma always said, my grandma was always so sweet. She was like, we're going to be kind. We're not going to talk bad about people. Things happen. And she brought up that Jesus experienced so many terrible things in life and he did nothing wrong and she was like we're just gonna go through things and now when I look back at it right we all have just like what the Israelites went through those red seas right where there are storms and for my grandparents it was like a red sea moment but God was gonna get them through so for me at that time it was I was disappointed but I also was like you know I forgive these people and it helped because again they were not being directly mean towards me But what my sister and I decided to, my mom too, we decided that we weren't going to stay at that church. And I always recommend you want to let people, you don't want to just leave on bad terms. But for me, I grew up there. So my mom, I never did like an official joining or anything for me. So it was kind of for me, just, I can just kind of just go. I just grew up there. So I just went. Um, But at that time I was like, you know, I know that every church is not like this, Lord. And I was praying a lot too. And and that really helped me. So I was just like, I'm not going to bash anybody. But I think that makes the difference too because it wasn't directly against me. But I forgave these people. And you never believed it too. Later on when everything like hit the fan and calmed down, they actually apologized back to my grandmother and my grandmother and grandfather and to our family. And um, we started... My grandfather at that time had stepped down because he thought that was best. But yeah. there was apologies. There was resolutions. And I'm like, oh, you know, God, you, you are so good. So I, I would say to anyone, don't just go by one experience. 
there's sometimes when you have to just remove yourself, but definitely go to God about it first. And you can take a break, obviously, but every church is not the same. Every person is not the same. Mm. Every building is not the same. So you just have to see what God wants you to do. And like I said, everybody's is different. But for me, it wasn't directly towards me. So I think that hope that hope too, because I was like, oh, they're kind. They're just going through some some different things. And that's how I maneuvered that situation. And just to see how it unfolded. Fold. And it took a couple of years. It did. But just to see after a couple of years, him step down, them still attend that. They stayed. Some of my family members, my grandparents, they stayed. And to see people later say, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. You know, God was working on me. And to see it come full circle and now they're okay and just holding so much forgiveness, that was just extraordinary in itself. Absolutely. That is huge for that to happen. And still stay. That's the whole thing. That gets me. And they stayed. But God worked it out. So that is an amazing thing. So tell me now about, you say you got went to your new church and your life changed. Tell me how that changed. Absolutely. So at this church, I actually joined. So I actually had a meeting with the pastor and the first lady. And at this time, I was just being more transparent. And for me, the first lady of this church used to be my um, um, elementary school teacher. So, wow. it, yes, it's, it's so interesting because when I first went there, when I first went to that church, there was just an anointance over it. And I felt it and my sister felt it. And what I liked about them, I had first met some of the um, individuals there because they were giving out a free, it was at, I believe, Dairy Queen, but they were giving out a free coupon for ice cream. And she was like, I'm just going to pray for you, but I would love for you to come visit. So I'm like, you know, I when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to come visit. But it wasn't right away. I think it took me like a couple of months before I actually went. And then I was like, once and I was like, you know, to my sister, I called her sugar. I said, let's go, to the, let's go to church on a rock and let's go check it out. And when I stepped in there, and again, I'm always praying about things. So I didn't join right away. That took another several months too. I think it took closer to like a year, honestly. So I was <laughs> I was going, um, checking out the scene, and I, it was just the anointings. It people were friendly, and then I started going to groups. They had female groups, and I saw so many women being transparent, um, saying that I was broken, but before now that I'm with God, things are changing. They were so honest, and I loved that, and it was intimate in a private setting. And I said, okay. All right. And they started inviting us over to our house. We would have game nights. And I was like, okay. And I started developing really healthy relationships mm -hmm. in church with some of the females my age. And we related. And I like that. So after a year, I joined. And I actually had a church meeting with the pastor and the first lady. And we spoke for an hour why I wanted to join. What were my goals? And that was, it, it was awesome because I didn't have that experience. So here I am. At this age, I think I was like 25, 26. At this age, okay, I had been saved, um, but I, I didn't take that step when I actually can talk to my leaders. And I was in a relationship, and we talked about that too. I, I, I just started being very transparent, but it was really them for me to be honest and talk about my life. So ever since then, I, I started to be church. And again, it, it happened slowly. There were some things that I still needed to work on, but I started to pray more. And then um, 
for New Year's Eve, I decided in 2015 to go ahead and get baptized. And oh my goodness, that was absolutely amazing. So I had always been saved um, at a different church, but the baptism, um, that just my old life, that was old life. This is new. And I, I tell you, every season, I just started changing, and it was because of church. But outside of church, I was doing my own research, too. I started studying the Bible more, doing Bible verses, doing Bible studies. Um, you version is awesome. Started doing Bible plans. So before, I would just listen, but now things were making sense to me because I was taking the time to do that. So at church... I didn't realize this when I was younger, Kiana, and this is very pivotal too. You can't just go on Sunday and expect things. Right. Okay, no. And I did that when I was younger. But as I got older and really started to understand, I started, I would go on Sundays, but I started having a relationship at home and in the Bible with God. So it's one thing to go to church because church is a building, but I started having an intimate relationship with God. And that was absolutely amazing and to this day it's just I need it yes and I'm glad you brought that up so I know we talk a lot about how to have an intimate relationship with God I'm always talking about how it's about relationship so give me your experience what is your relationship like and how does that work for you in case someone's listening like how do you have a relationship with God like what kind of things do you do to have a relationship with God Absolutely. I would say in the beginning, just like you have a relationship with your parent or anyone else, because some people are like, I don't know what to do. Go to God and he knows everything, everybody. Go to him about everything. Pray to him about everything. Pray to him when you're mad. And um, Kiana, I'm sure you've seen it. Did you see the movie War Room? Yes. Several oh. times. <laughs> yes, that is my movie. I have it on DVD. And I created a war room. Now, and, and I spoke about this before. People think of war, they think of fighting. No, fly, fighting is fighting your own self, your flesh, to do what God tells you to do. So I created a war room and um, a war space. And this space is for me to go pray and to talk to God. And then I have my Bible. I have a prayer journal. I have prayers that... Um, that have been that came to pass that came true and things that i'm praying for in the future that's my prayer space and i come in and i have two pillows so having a, a dedicated space where you can talk to god um that is very important so i definitely recommend that too the bible okay this this book is just it's a lot to learn in it and one of the things I can say that really helpful is Tony Evans' devotional. It breaks down every section of the Bible. So if you read a Bible verse and you still have questions, you can go to Tony Evans' devotional and he breaks it down for you even more. And version has so many different versions, um, audience, and it's it's absolutely amazing. But sometimes King, even for me, King James Version, it could be difficult to read. So with you version, you can change it. I, I personally like New Living Translation. So do you I. I love it. Ah, see? That's the translation we hear. for me. <laughs> we 
here. So New Living Translation is, like you said, our favorite. And I'm able to really understand it. And what I do, too, is I will I will read and then take the time to really meditate on it. Okay, what is meditation? So reading and actually taking notes. And Lord, like, what am I doing and learning from this Bible verse? Why is this pivotal to, to my life? And I like you version two, because if you're going through something, um, one of my favorite Bible verses is second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven, that says we walk by faith and not by sight. And I feel that there is a scripture for everything. So if you are experiencing trauma, healing, you having faith issues, if it's um, fornication, if it's forgiveness, if it's trying to get over something, there's Bible verses. And what I love about the YouVersion app is you can type it in and it will bring you to Bible verses and Bible plans. You having issues with money, it can help. So I would say for a relationship with God is just be completely honest. It is the best feeling in the world because God already knows it anyway. So when you go into your war room, you go into the secret space and you cry and you pray and you tell him what you did yesterday, the next day, he knows it actually just starts that healing, that relief, it starts coming off you like automatically. And I always say this because I know some people have experienced church hurt and everything else. Take your time. Um, I definitely think it's important to have a community, but sometimes it takes two or three times to find the correct church home and everything else. Start having a relationship with him and he will lead you to the right church, to the right place to go to have an intimate relationship, spend time in prayer every single day. You version, you can read a Bible verse every single day. If you're going through stuff, oh, I'm having a faith. Let me go to this Bible verse. Let me do this Bible plan to help me and write out your prayers. Tell God what you need. And that has really been so extremely important in my relationship with him. And and also church and having family and friends that are we on the same level because that's important. That's extremely important as well. So I would definitely say reading the Bible, reading a scripture every day, praying, creating a prayer space, having a prayer journal to take notes, taking time every day to spend with God. And, and even if it's, I know people are busy and everyone's in their own faith, even if it's five minutes out of your day, but taking that time and say, you know what, I'm going to spend this time with God because it's extremely essential. And it, it truly changes the trajectory of your life. That is so true. And I love everything that you said. Now, I know we talked about this. So I'm going to ask you another question. If there's someone who's actively looking for God, what advice would you give them? Absolutely. I would say the first thing is if you're actively looking for him, go and start. If you're angry, if you're sad, go for him and go in a space and cry out and, and pray to God because you have to he has to meet you where you are so if you're in your car if you're in a space start seeking him that way like just praying to him next thing is purchase a bible also what's free is going on a bible app yeah and start saying you know what i'm gonna read a scripture but go to him first also, too, if you have people that are in your life, be honest. 
I think one thing I love about our generation right now is people are being so transparent. Right. And if you're like, I'm, if you trust someone and they're like, they have a relationship with God, reach out to them. Cause there's been times when I've been out and people are like, Amber, can you pray for me? Absolutely. And reach out to someone that you already trust and they have a relationship with God and saying, Hey, um, I'm just beginning my relationship with God. Can I have you pray for me? Right. Um, if you have any tips, so definitely reach out to someone, go to him on your own, whatever space you are in, he will be honored and meet you where you are if you're crying if you're in your car if you're out he will meet you and then the next step you want to have literature to keep you hold you accountable so get on the version app get a bible um that's uh, affordable for you and really start to read scripture and seek seek him out and if you have other people join groups there are so many amazing groups where people do bible study on facebook um there's so many on instagram so if you're really like, hey, I want to join a group, but I don't, I don't know if I know these people, join it virtually. And start doing that. YouTube, start listening to sermons. I absolutely love Tony Evans, if I could recommend that, his devotional. And um, for females, if you want even a female pastor, Sarah Jakes Roberts is awesome as well, as well as Priscilla Shira. And start listening to them when you have time and you have a chance to. And they start bringing out that goodness. And they have a radiance. And um, trust me, audience, you're going to want that radiance. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that. And I know there's a lot of people who can definitely resonate with that advice. And yeah, you're right. It's the, it's not like it used to be back in the day. It's like there are so many different ways to be able to find God and hear different things about God because of the internet and because how the world is not as big as it used to be because of all of the technology that we have. So that is awesome advice. And thank you. Thank you so much, Amber, for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. And I just want to tell everybody that God is good. It's a new year. So go ahead and go ahead and get your Jesus on. It is extraordinary. And you'll, you'll never look back. God is so good. And God bless everyone. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow, what an amazing interview. I especially like the part when Amber talks about how her grandparents and her parents model God's love for her. So she was able to understand, even at a young age, the principles of 1 Corinthians 13. And I think that says a lot because sometimes as parents, we don't realize that what we do, our kids are watching, they're paying attention to. So because she saw love being modeled in her home and being modeled by her parents, she was able to pick up on God's love for her. And it carried her through even when she was going through periods in her life where she may not have been doing what she should have been doing or what she needed to do or what was some people considered the right thing to do. She always knew deep down inside that God loved her and that he was there for her. He was with her no matter what. And I think as a parent, I think the most important thing we can let our kids know is not about what happens, what would happen to them if they're bad or what, you know, God will be mad or whatever. That's not important because that's not even true. God loves our kids. And I think as parents, it's important for us to let our kids know, God loves you. You are loved by God. And even if 
you're doing this, or even if you're doing that, or even if you're doing whatever, you can always call God. You can always talk to him, even while you're doing something to ask God to help you and he will help you. So I think that's important for parents to know that we need to let our kids know that God's there. He's never going to leave them or forsake them, no matter what they do. And as they get older, no matter how close they are or how far they are from him, he is still there for them and loves them. So that is what I want to encourage you guys today. It's good for kids to know that, but also for adults. So if you're in a situation where you feel that you might not be as close to God as you want to be, maybe you feel like God is far away from you or you feel like you want to get close to God but don't know how because of your life or your lifestyle or what you're doing, listen, none of that matters. None of that is important. The only thing that is important is that right now your heart wants God. You have a heart for God. He knows this. So reach out to him. Talk to him. Let him know that you miss him. You need him. You want more time with him. And God will definitely let you know that he's listening. He's answering. No matter what you're going through, even if you're in a bad situation, talk to God. And I guarantee that God will listen to you and be there for you. Now, the song we're going to listen to is called Freshman. And it is from our Artist of the Week, Patience.
much and she wondering if she went too far is this it for me will my parents see the little girl is the one who failed the family gravity is pulling me or could it be god yes i hear you i now retreat remember how to and war released i'm now in peace I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story about how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know that you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Amber, Patience, or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes, and all you have to do is click on the links below, and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes, and let me know that you would like to be a guest, and I will make sure that I get in contact with you, and schedule a date and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, Click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now, so until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.